what God has done in our young people and their lives has been significant. And I just want to just maybe wrap this up this morning and look very briefly at uh, a character in the Bible who was impacted by God and was never the same. So you can probably see from the verse uh, behind that it's uh, the book of Acts, and we're going to look at a character called Barnabas. And this is the first thing I want to say about Barnabas. So let me just read it to you. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, who the disciple, or sorry, who the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. So here's the thing. He wasn't called Barnabas at all. He was Joseph. And Joseph so loved God. Joseph so was impacted by God that he made a difference. That wherever Joseph went, he encouraged people. Wherever Joseph went, he made a difference. He impacted. He was full of God. He was overflowing with God. And that's the sort of person that God is asking you and I to be. Whatever our name is, God is asking us to be something much more, something much more powerful. See, Joseph was full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of the fruit of the Spirit, of love, of joy, of peace, of kindness, gentleness, self-control, patience, goodness, all of these fruits. This is what Joseph's life was about. And he was so powerful. He was so in love with God that they called him Barnabas, a son of encouragement. So here's my first question to you. What's your nickname? Joseph was nicknamed Barnabas. What would people call you? Think about it. What are you most known for? When you walk into a room, do people go, great, they're here? Or do they go, oh, oh no. It's misery guts, grumpy pants, whatever. What impact do you have day in and day out. Because Joseph was so impactful, Joseph was so in love with God, he so spread God wherever he went, they said, Joseph's not good enough for you, we're gonna call you Barnabas, because you're such an encouragement, that's what you do, and that's who you are. And so, just let God touch each of you this morning, and I want you to think, what is my nickname in God? What do people say of me? And notice as well that he was so in love with God that it impacted his whole life. He lived in Cyprus. Now, I've been to Cyprus on a holiday. And if I lived in Cyprus, I'd never leave because it is fantastic. Crystal blue seas, wonderful beaches, mountains. Cyprus is brilliant. If you haven't been, go. But that didn't mean anything to Barnabas because he left. He was in Jerusalem. He was where God was working and God was moving. And he was so in love with God that it impacted everything in his life. He sold his possessions. He sold what he owned and he gave it to God. Because the thing with Barnabas is that he lived with eternity in view. 
He didn't live for the here and now. He lived for eternity. You see, this world wasn't enough for Barnabas. He sold the field. He left home. He did what God was asking him to do. This world was not enough for Barnabas, and this world will never be enough. Whatever you're chasing, whatever you're looking for, whatever you think is most important, let me tell you now, it will never be enough. Because only God satisfies. Only God fills that gap in your heart and your life. Only God makes a difference. Only God can take you in your uncleanness and your, your falling down and can lift you up and make you clean. Only God can transform you and make you the person that you want to be and that he wants you to be. So, what do people call you? And what is your commitment? What will you do for Jesus Christ? What will you do in pursuit of God? Should we have the next verse? Right, this is a, I'm just doing a, a quick um, couple of minute tour through the book of Acts, and I'm just picking up little verses where Barnabas is mentioned, because there's something we can learn from his life. And so what it says, he, Saul, that's Saul of Tarsus, came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, and he told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord, and that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. Right, you've got all the apostles, all the disciples, all the Christians in Jerusalem, all elbowing each other and saying, Saul of Tarsus is here. He wants to come in. He wants to join us. Now, Saul of Tarsus was bad news. Saul of Tarsus hated Jesus. He hated Christians. And Saul did all that he could to go out and persecute the church. He would imprison Christians. He would beat Christians. He would even watch Christians being murdered. And this was the guy who became Paul, the Apostle Paul, this was the guy that was standing wanting to come in and join the disciples. And they were going, are you nuts? He kills people. He's a maniac. We don't want him. But who went and got him? Barnabas. Barnabas reached out, and he went to somebody that had persecuted the church, that had done the church wrong, but he went and found him, and he talked to him, and he brought him back. And that's the heart of Barnabas. You see, the church didn't trust Saul or Paul as he became, but Barnabas was forgiving, and he was welcoming, and he went and he met with Saul. And I think we need to challenge ourselves, don't we? How forgiving are we? People can do lots of horrible things against us. They can say things. They can do things. How forgiving are we? How welcoming are we? What impact does our love of God have in our daily lives? Not on a Sunday. Not in Soul Survivor. Tomorrow. And the day after tomorrow. What is the impact that God has on our daily lives? Are we forgiving? Are we welcoming? And I think we need to challenge ourselves. Will we cross the room? 
will we cross the room? When there is somebody that is the other side, a gap between us, suspicion, who knows what that barrier is. Will we cross the room and reach out? Because that's what Barnabas did. And that's the difference God made in his life. So we need to really look at these examples and see the impact that God could have on an ordinary guy who was willing to live for Jesus Christ and to sacrifice all for him. Okay, should we have the next one? I think we'll skip that one. Time is short. Let's go on. Yes. Now, this is an exciting part of Barnabas' story because he was an encourager. He made a huge difference wherever he went. When Barnabas was in the room, it was a good place to be. And the leaders, the, the disciples, the apostles, they were, they were worshiping the Lord. They were fasting. And then the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. And after they'd fasted and praised, they placed their hand on him and they sent them both off. You see, Barnabas allowed God to change the direction of his life. That's how much he loved God. He wasn't prepared just to be Joseph. He wasn't prepared just to be Barnabas sitting in a room. He wanted to be Barnabas, but used by God and going where God wanted to take him and where God wanted to send him. You see, Barnabas had a call on his life. And every one of us have a call on our lives. You may think, what are you talking about? I'm just me. I just, I just want to keep my head down, and I just want to go through life, and I want to do my best, and that's me done. Thank you very much indeed. God has a call on your life because every one of us is important. Every one of us is chosen. Every one of us is loved, and every one of us has a part to play. And if we, if we honor God with our lives, if we give our lives to him, if we give him our time, if we give him our energy, if we give him our ambitions, who knows what God will do with each and every one of us. If we can trust God with the little things, maybe it's just crossing the room, maybe it's forgiving, maybe it's reaching out and doing something that he asks you to do. If he can trust us in the little things, he can trust us in bigger things. We are on a journey. All of us are on a journey. And God wants to take us and change us and make us the people that he wants us to be. Can I warn you, it will be inconvenient. Can I warn you now, it will cut across the plans you have for your life. Pay the price. Do what God is putting on your heart. Be faithful to him. Serve him. Put him first. And you will be amazed. You will be amazed at what God can do through you. What gets in the way? What stops us from being wholehearted and committed to Jesus Christ? Just have a strong sense that this Sunday of all Sundays, when we have heard what God has done, that there are steps that each and every one of us will need to take. There are things that we will have to put down 
and there are things we will have to pick up. There are roads that we are walking that we will have to change direction. Whatever God is doing in your life and your heart, be open to him. Because Barnabas was just like you and me, but he was in love with God, and nothing was too much for him to give up for God. Nothing was too much for him. It transformed his life. He could have been sitting on Cyprus with an ice lolly, absolutely enjoying life. But God took hold of him, and God took him from Cyprus, and God put him in Jerusalem, and God used him to reach out to Saul, who became the Apostle Paul. God used him in all those things. And then God said, and actually, I want you to go now. I want you and Paul to journey together. And it was the greatest missionary journeys this world has ever seen. And he was a part of that because he'd given his life to Jesus Christ. And that's the challenge. But there's always a warning, isn't there? So we'll just quickly go to the last verse. It was too good to be true, wasn't it? Barnabas was just so amazing. He was a hero. But then we read in Galatians where it didn't actually go quite so well for him. Because with the other Jews, and Barnabas was led astray by this, it says they joined him in his hypocrisy. Barnabas was led astray. And that's a warning to us all, isn't it? No matter how God has used us, no matter what we've done, we can be led astray. You see, Barnabas' great strength was his weakness. He loved people. He was a people person. But he loved them so much that sometimes he would compromise what he believed. He was a hypocrite. He believed one thing, but he acted and did something different. And that's a challenge for all of us, young or old. We all want to be liked. We all want to be loved. We all want to be welcomed and in the gang. We want to be included. And sometimes when you follow God, there's a bit of a distance occurs. You can't always be in the inner crowd. You can't always please everybody. And Barnabas tried that, and he was wrong. And Paul called him out, challenged him. And so young people particularly, and you oldies as well, and I'm an oldie, what I want to challenge us is that we don't compromise. No matter how much we want to be loved, no matter how much we want to fit in, don't compromise. Be true to what you believe. Be true to him. That's the important thing. Take this warning. Don't be a hypocrite. What you believe is who you are. Just speak it, be it, and God will bless you. And God will be with you. There's so much we can learn. There's so much we can learn from this life of Barnabas. And all I want to do is just finish with a question for you, particularly the younger people. You see, what makes Soul Survivor special, what makes it so great, is what you do next. What do you do next? How are you living? And who are you living for? Because if you can resolve that, if you can get that in your heart, that it's Christ for me, 
If you can take all of the experiences you've had and say, now it begins. What's happened is gone. What the reality is today and tomorrow, I'm going to live for Jesus Christ. And that will have the biggest impact on my life. And there may be some here, and you've, you've actually thought, well, this is all well and good, but I wouldn't call myself a Christian. I don't really, really understand what, what all this is about. Well, let me tell you, becoming a Christian is the greatest thing you can ever do. It is the most life-changing thing you can ever do. Because you take a life that is broken, you take a life that is dirty, you take a life whose plans and ambitions are lying in the dust, and you bring it to God. And God forgives, and God heals, and God restores, and God welcomes you into his family. You come from being outside of the family into the family of God. You come from being outside of royalty into royalty. You marry into royalty. You become a prince. You become a princess. Because God has big plans for you. And God wants to bring you in. God wants to welcome you. And God wants to make you clean. God wants to make you clean. He wants to clean up your life. He wants to know you. He wants to bless you. He wants to speak love and peace and mercy and grace and encouragement into your life. So if that is you, I will be available after. So will a number of other people, like Joe and Susie and, and all those that have taken part this morning. Come and speak. Come and talk to us. Let's pray with you. Let's listen to your story. Let's understand where you're broken. And let's bring it to God. Because God is reaching out to all of us. No one, no one is outside of the love and the grace of God. If you're a believer, move on in him. If you don't know him, then welcome. Come, because he's asking for you. He's calling you by name. Let's just pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the wonderful testimonies and stories that we've heard about this week. Lord, I want to thank you that you are a God that moves in power, that you are a God that makes a difference, that you are a dynamic God, you're a loving God, you're a powerful God. And Lord, we just say, would you come and would you move amongst us? Would you continue the work that you started? Sovereign Lord, would you just reach out now into every heart here present? Lord, I pray that you would challenge us and call us and bring us closer to you. Lord, only a life lived for you is worth living. Only a life spent serving you is worth anything. And help us all, Lord, to live with eternity in view. Not to consider, Lord, or get caught up in the things of this world because it will never be enough. Lord, I pray that we would all be caught up to a higher calling. Lord, our eternal destiny, our eternal calling in you. Lord, I pray, move in power and in glory. And Lord, bless and seal in our hearts the work that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.